I had the idea of Senjo when I wanted to send something fun to my mom last year because I was in Singapore, she's in KL. I wanted to tell her Happy Mother's Day. So I thought of getting her a video greeting from her favorite TV actress. Turns out the whole process was very uncomfortable, very confusing. Consumers really don't have an easy way to reach out to the creators that they like. It's just a very doubtful feeling. Senjo was launched by Singapore's first BAFTA-winning producer, Lo Se Eun, and former manager of business development, product and corporate marketing at MM2 Entertainment, Lim Liang Chun. Both of them met through a casual conversation in the MM2 pantry, which they will share more in just a bit. I was really impressed by how Senjo had grown from 20 Senjoists, celebrities and talents who can be engaged for personalised greeting videos, to over 200. They include local celebrities Gurmit Singh and Nat Ho. I booked a birthday video for my dad with Hosan Leong and a not-so-PG video by a musician for a best friend's birthday. Now let's deep dive into the passion economy, access to content creation, changing talent and consumer behaviour, and fun questions with two fun founders. Hi everyone, welcome back to Quest Ventures podcast and video. Today, I'm very excited to be interviewing Senjai. So tell us more about yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Elsie. Uh, I'm the co-founder CEO of Sandjoy. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm also the co-founder of Sandjoy. Okay, to kickstart, right? I really want to know us. To kickstart, tell us more about your founding story. Um, that's a <laughs> so okay. So our founding story. Um, so the year is 2020. Uh, the world was experiencing this, uh, you know, never seen before pandemic. Uh, it was a very epic like setting uh, and so I was I'm in I'm Malaysian so I'm stuck in Singapore uh, I can't go home to see my mom and I wanted to surprise her with like a video greeting from her favourite TV actress from Singapore uh, I don't know why I had that idea but I, re I really just wanted to surprise her so I wrote to the TV actress uh, and I realised that the whole process was actually kind of difficult and uncomfortable and so uh, I spoke to Cern about it and she said, actually, there's really no easy way for uh, consumers to reach out to like the people that they see on TV or like they see on social media easily. The best way is to DM them and hope for the best. Uh, and I thought that can't be like the best strategy. Uh, so we decided to build a platform to help people connect with um, the people that they like. And both of y'all met in MM2, is that right? Yeah, so we, we were colleagues. I see. And, and how do you find that your skill sets are very complementary? Because one of you is a bit more on the business and, and you, you did management role yeah. and uh, you're more on the creative side who, uh, and you did production for short films. Mm. Uh, and how do you guys find each other and decided that, okay, this is a great team to do? <laughs> so I remember one day, um, so Elsie, you were sitting in the pantry of the company and then Elsie asked me oh what do you do as a producer so I said oh at the time I was raising like uh, this 50,000 for a short film and then I told him oh basically I, I find a team I work with um, like the director I work with the script writer to develop the story then I bring this script out to look for funding yep. and then I manage the whole production process and then I will like market the film when it's completed so he said, oh, you sound like you're an entrepreneur. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, really? I'm an entrepreneur. So I, I didn't know that what I was doing was entrepreneurial. Yeah. yeah. So then um, Elsie just like told me to read up a bunch of like uh, entrepreneurial books. 
yeah, so I read about the Airbnbs and Uber story, <laughs> and that got me interested in entrepreneurship. Yeah. I see. And my next question is for you, sir. And so in a previous interview, you talked about democratizing uh, film production and the toolkits uh, for content production. So how did your extensive career in uh, film production lead to Sanjoy? Yeah, so um, I was like observing what's happening around us and like the new types of content that were coming out. So uh, back when I started in filmmaking, that was like 2005, uh, when I was uh, like 15-year-old secondary student. 15-year-old <laughs> yeah. and you started filmmaking? Yeah. What was I doing? <laughs> yeah, so we oh, were gosh. actually using like video tapes. And it was like such a painful process. Then I went to university, we were still using videotapes and then we were using uh, like even 16mm film to mm. do things like that. It was just almost 10 years ago. But um, in this recent five years, we see like how things are, how, how easy it is to shoot films with like our iPhone and even DSLR. So I realized that, okay, well, like technology is really helping uh, people to like make films more easily. Yeah, back then when I went to film school, people go to film school wanting to be like Tarantino, Wong Kar Wai. Yes. Yeah. But right now, um, people go to film school, they want to be the best YouTuber out there. <laughs> or like they want to learn how to make a good TikTok video. So like the, the world has really changed and I think I want to be part of this like movement. So that's why I'm constantly looking out for new content formats. Yeah. Correct, and I think what is beautiful about this changing landscape, right, uh, like you briefly touched on also, is that now it's more accessible uh, to anybody, even with very basic fundamental content production knowledge. Mm. Anybody can, you know, whip up their, their cell phone. And also maybe because it's people are more empowered with more advanced technology. Yep. Uh, easy, very no-brainer toolkits. Uh, the phones are getting better so that anybody can just whip up and look produce something that looks professional. Yeah. And that's why you can have so many Sanjoyers out there who can easily make content from home. Yeah. Uh, whether or not they went to film school. Yeah. 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 So I always say that uh, I think filmmaking is the new essay writing. So mm-hmm. I really encourage like young people today to learn how to make something in a video format. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the technology is um, like makes it more accessible with um, to make videos, but I think the creativity cannot be replaced. Like the storytelling yes. and like writing a good uh, piece of content that, that cannot be replaced. It's still like human work. Yeah. So how do you uh, how do the send jarriers come up with content ideas? Do you assist them in their journey or you know it's free play for them? I think we see it as a co-creation process. Yeah. So it's really an interplay between the consumers and the creators, in this case, the Sanjoyas. Yeah. And so we actually think a lot about like how to help consumers express better. Uh, with a simple form, we allow them to think of an occasion, uh, write a simple brief, uh, add some photos, just so they feel confident that mm. this will lead to a very interesting product at the end. And the Sanjoyas, they also constantly think about, okay, how do I leverage my creativity to create something really special for the recipient? Okay, so speaking of Sanjoya, do you have a favorite Sanjoya on the platform right now? Or a dream Sanjoya that you really hope to have on the platform one day? Uh, so, my favorite Sanjoya is, uh, so that's a singer-songwriter okay. uh, from Malaysia. Uh, I, so we kind of found her by accident. Uh, oh, just, really? Yeah, so our intern just reached out to her and when she joined us, uh, I didn't think too much about her. But then when she got booked for the first time, uh, she wrote this really beautiful song. Uh, 
she wrote a she wrote a whole song for a request. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? That's so she much effort. Yeah. For, for every request, she writes a new song. Yeah. That's so much effort. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So, uh, yeah. So it. So the first song she created was an anti-Valentine song. Uh, and so the guy <laughs> wanted to give a shout out to like this uh, liberal girl that probably turned her down or something. But you know, she wrote a song about it, and it was a really catchy song. And you know, she really showed me that Sanjoy could be a very, very creative medium uh, for whatever occasion. Uh, so I haven't really booked her yet myself. Uh, I'm waiting for the right moment. Uh, but but yeah, so she's my favorite right now. She's on my list. Also, how about you? My if we talk about dreams and joyous, I, yes. I think I would love to get uh, like famous directors on the platform someday, because like Christopher Nolan or like Martin Scorsese, I think they are the celebrities for the celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And if you were yeah. to book them one day, right? What would you want them to, you know, say or produce? I think it's to like encourage like people in the industry because like we know how hard it is to like get a shot and like it's about perseverance and I, I feel that like listening from them or like having a personal video message from them would encourage someone so much. I see. So it's more for like your fellow filmmakers and producers. Yes. I think that would be very inspiring. Yeah. Now speaking of which, uh, it's quite common knowledge that Asia culture is mm. uh, a bit more suppressed. You know, people are not as expressive. And mm. I think you mentioned that in yeah, the Quest yeah. Ventures Day video as well, right? Yeah. Um, so how did you find that, okay, maybe these short videos could be a way of a medium for expression of someone's emotion instead of, you know, other forms of mediums like in an essay or like an Instagram post. What, like, why did you settle on doing videos? So I think, okay, that's a very good question because uh, we, so we're Asians, clearly. Uh, <laughs> so we, we know how awkward it is to actually say I love you or I miss you or I'm thinking about you, especially to the people close to you. Yeah. Um, so we... When I had the idea to send my mom a video greeting, I just kind of thought it was going to be epic because A, she would never expect that and B, like, this person, this actress uh, is trained to actually express, like, ideas for other people, right? Mm -hmm. On behalf of other people. And so I thought this could be a good fit. And uh, so we also noticed that um, people are getting more comfortable with short video content. So even like a 15 second video can really like inspire people, make people laugh, make people cry. And so we're like, okay, this is a pretty cool format to start um, innovating with. Mm. Uh, so we actually think of every Sandra video as like a, a greeting card. Uh, so that's how we go about it. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes it can even be more meaningful and impactful than a physical gift. Yeah, because I think video is a very dynamic content. So um, unlike I mean, I write letters. I, I like to write letters. But um, like in a letter, you can't like convey like the visual elements. You Correct. can't, it, like the whole format is pretty stiff in a sense, pretty rigid. But in the video, like depending on the length, depending on the momentum, like you can add a lot of different elements into a video. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that a lot with like our Sanjoy videos as well. Our Sanjoys really take advantage of um, like the sound, the movements, mm-hmm. the editing to create like a, a very creative product. I see. And um, 
So one of the common trends besides uh, the whole democratization mm. of content, right, mm. uh, is that your platforms like TikTok, mm. Instagram, and YouTube empower all your your everyday person to become the next big personality. Mm. And nowadays, I think a lot of the attention from your Hollywood stars and actresses yep. have been shifted towards uh, all these everyday at home uh, influencers or content creators. Mm. Mm. Now, do you see uh, the same sort of consumer behavior or the con- uh, same sort of uh, uh, human behavior in Sandra as a platform also that like you know anybody can also be a, a, a big personality in the future actually I want to ask you what, what do you think <laughs> what do I yeah. think um, yeah I'm a, I'm a bit I, I'm, I'm still deciding whether you know Sandra is a platform mm. where people already have to be mm. you know someone famous outside the platform mm. or whether they can have the big break in Sandra as a platform I'm I'm still a bit you know mm. divided on I, that. I think there are about ten percent or like five five to ten percent of people on the platform are don't actually have uh, an account elsewhere. Like they are not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. Really? Yeah. So, so they, they wanted to use Sandjoy as a to, test bed. Yeah. Yes. So we have like a wow. magician who doesn't have any uh, like social media. Like the, really? the one that you, you book for your friend. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. only on Sandjoy. <laughs> Not really. Uh. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, yes. So he, he's like. Uh, so I think we, we provided the tools for him to be able to like perform. To digitize yeah, his digitize performance. His, Correct. And yeah. and they're really passionate about their craft, and now yes. they can reach more people. Yes. With yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Correct. And even Elsie, he discovered his. Um, his talent on Sandroy. <laughs> so so he's, he he offers like this um Chinese poetry writing service. Yeah. And um since he started it like um a lot of people book for their mums on Mother's Day. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm like their their mum whisperer. Yeah. Honestly the anti killers but over yeah. poems. Yes, because so a lot of Singaporean young people uh, well they claim that they speak Chinese but they don't really speak Chinese that fluently but they still want to use Chinese to express like something to their moms uh, so I offered the service they found out and they're like hey this is my mom's thing can you turn it into a poem yeah so yeah. that's that's what I did it was actually quite accidental like previously he was doing it for his friends yeah. and, like basically he takes uh, your Chinese name yeah. and he writes a poem around the name wow yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's very creative. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So that's uh, that's something that we want to see more definitely. Uh, of course, like you know, on Sandra, people offer their creativity as a service. They offer their influence as a service. Uh, and whether you're established or not, it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if you can make the recipient feel special, yes, like, just do whatever you think is needed. I think it's really cool how you know Sandra is not just a platform. Uh, where, where it's just for influential people and, mm. and celebrities but you're t- also tapping on uh, people's expertise and the, the craft yeah. that they produce yeah. and then you empower them with the toolkit yeah. and also streamline the whole process yeah. uh, and giving people the access and I think that is very empowering yeah thank you because uh, we really like we I think we take note of like how creativity happens yes I think it's also because of our own background like we're from the creative industry so we always think about like what makes people feel something yes right and it, it's so you often forget that celebrities uh, are also creators like they all they they didn't want they just wake up and become celebrities and, right? yeah and the fame came after the yes craft. it's a result it's not really yes. like what drove them to get into like this industry in the beginning yes. anyway so that's why we want to go back to the root of it I like, see yeah mm. 
And also, like, um, we really listen to the feedback from the users, like the creators on the platform. Like, um, some sometimes they told us, "Oh, I I can't get much from the message. I really want to know who the recipient is. Like, tell me more." So, wow, so they're really yeah. very into it. Correct, correct. So we, we actually added the function where they can add photos of the recipients and they can write like uh, what's interesting about the recipient. So yeah, those those things came about in the product because of the feedback from yep. these creators. Yeah. And I really love how it really gets very, very personal. So when I booked it for, I think it was my father's birthday, uh, and and I could write down like things about him, like where he worked there, or you know he's a bit troubled because he's affected by the aviation industry. And I love how it was really nicely weaved in uh, into the video also. So it really feels like uh, the Senjoy is speaking yeah. to my dad. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, okay, so my next question is, um, you know the. I was reading about how the top earning writer on your paid newsletter platform Substack earns more than $500,000 a year from reader subscriptions. Mm. You know, the top content creator on Podia, a platform for video courses and digital memberships, uh, makes more than 100000 a month. And, you know, content creation has always been coined not just as a gig economy, but instead mm. a passion economy where uh, creative products and services are monetized with the interaction between the creator and the consumer directly, not just with the platform. And I think this is intriguing because, you know, gig economy limits the capacity to scale without increasing man hours, but passion economy skills from fan loyalty and the audience base with the benefit of, you know, ongoing revenue instead of like one-time pay, one-time pay per gig. Mm. So what are your thoughts on this coin term called passion economy, especially uh, in the context of Sand Joy? And, and how does Sandjoy empower people to be part of it and maybe even have this as a, a side hustle or a side gig? So, I, um, that's a great question. And I love the term passion economy because it really encaps- encapsulates the, the spirit of it. Because like I said just now, I think a lot of our Sandjoyers started um, like sending joy way before they joined Sandjoy, right? Our pitch to them is, we want you to professionalize what you already love doing. Ah, okay. Right? Like, don't don't make it... Because, t- to be frank, like, when I reached out to the actress, um, I really wanted her service, right? Um, I And I didn't want her to feel like I'm a creep or something like that. Like, <laughs> I really wanted to engage her okay. properly. Okay. Right? But there, there wasn't, like, a proper channel for me yes. to do that. And so, now we tell our Sanjo is the same thing. Like, try to professionalize your fan services, your creativity services. Uh, and because your audience is like global. Yep. And they they found you through social media. They probably want to book you through social media. So we try to create a more social media friendly environment where they can like add the Sanjoy like profile URL everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the kind of environment that we're creating for uh, our Sanjoy is. But to answer your question about like what we want to do for the passion economy, well, first of all, uh, if you have a unique talent, uh, like if you're like me, you like to write Chinese poems and you don't know like how to offer this service, of course, join Sanjoy. Uh, you know, immediately uh, you make yourself bookable. So that's one. And more importantly, um, 80%, and this is really interesting because 80% of our bookings are actually meant for someone else. Oh, okay. So um, people, well, the majority of visitors who come to our website 
uh, they're looking for something for their loved ones, their friends and family. They don't, they're not here to get something for themselves. And so as the creative economy, as the passion economy grows, um, I think there will be a group of people who may not be the direct fans of all these creators or all these androiders, but they want to get something, like employ their service for like the people that they care about. Mm. So I think that's the, the interesting part about the business because um, we're actually serving the quote-unquote non-fans, right? Yes. Um, but in the like maybe through the process, like they learn to appreciate like the Sandroid's craft and talent and maybe they become fans of their work. So that's also one way to grow your fan base. I, I see. And it's also the, the personal interaction that you have yeah. uh, through, through Sandroid, you know, uh, on like say YouTube and all that, you're reaching out to the masses, but yeah. there's not much one-to-one -one connection. Yeah. Yeah. So I think how, you know, all these uh, uh, content creators really build advocates, right, is yes. through this high-touch uh, interaction. Yes. But do you foresee, you know, Sandjoy as its skills, right, to be a potential stream of income for, for these Sandjoyers? Absolutely. I think I think Sandjoy itself can be a native, like, format. Mm. Like, some people are just really good at, like, making video green cards, right? I think there will be a group of them who do this full-time professionally. Mm, okay. I think there will be a group of them, maybe kind of like me, I don't mind offering my service, uh, but I probably won't become a full-time poet. <laughs> right? I, I don't think that's that's my career, but I don't mind doing it. Like on a weekend, I don't mind writing two poems for people. Um, I like I, I like it when people send me like photos of their moms being so happy with a poem. Oh, like, that's so sweet. That is so meaningful. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I think this is there's a social component to yes. like the Sanjoy experience, and I don't want people to forget about it. Uh, so yeah. And also um, now the creators they have many streams of income. Like, so we hope to be one of their streams of income, like something that they can do um, whenever like they have time. I see. Okay. M more about the business itself, right? Mm. How many Sanjoyers do you have now? So currently we have about 250 Sanjoyers, uh, mostly from Asian countries. So Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam. Uh, very exciting pool. Um, and different, different, sorry, from different verticals as well. So we have uh, Sanjoyas who can sing, who can dance, who can paint, who are just cute like the pets. Yes. Oh yes, yeah. I, I watched the dog's uh, video, super <laughs> yeah. cute. Yeah. And how in the world do you, you know, in one short year, how yeah. do you get 250 Sanjoyas or like, you know, for the dogs, like where in the world do you find so many cute dogs? <laughs> okay, so and your celebrities as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a lot of grinding in the beginning. Yeah. So, um, so at first we just got our, our friends on board, like those people who like just heard like our one-liner pitch and like, okay, I'll help you. They don't even know what they're getting into. So when we first started, we only had like six people on the platform, then two of, two of them are us because we wanted to make it like a sample so that they can see. Yeah, so um, from I think from, from then on, like we have other... Um, People, it's uh, help in the industry, like from like agencies, and like for example, the pets came from some of them came from the Wolf agency, and also we work with SGAG and like uh, TCP, a few different agencies, and um, so that really helped to kickstart the process. Yes. And what were your initial impressions of Sandra as a platform, and did that change over the course of one year? Uh, I think initially they definitely were quite confused because <laughs> um, it's a very 
new engagement format. Uh, and they probably thought like, oh, am I just going to say happy birthday and that's it? I'm like, you can do more. Like, yeah. since you, you already whip out your, your camera, you should just say more. So I think there's a lot of education that happens like in the very beginning. But um, I think once you get the ball rolling, you get the first Sandroid video and you start sharing that with like the Sandroiders. They see it, they understand it. And, and then they can start uh, asking their friends like, hey, this is really cool gig. Do you want to try it out? Yeah. Right. And I think the platform evolved a little bit with them mm. because uh, our very first pitch was like, okay, make a 30 second uh, yeah. happy birthday shout out video um, or like something to encourage uh, someone who's going through a tough time. Mm. But um, the first video that came in was like five minutes long. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So then other creators saw that format and then uh, the videos became like longer and longer. So mm. the, our record one was like nine minutes. Yeah. Wow. So what was within the nine minutes? Was it like a performance or something? Yeah. So someone requested for this singer to sing one song, like any song. He ended up making a medley. So he sang like 11 songs. Oh my gosh. I really love how the <laughs> St. Jars really go above and beyond yeah. their initial scope of work. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I see. And but what did... Any, okay, so I, I, from my understanding, it's not just uh, the people that are coming in that are evolving, but also mm. maybe how you uh, streamline the process yeah. and how you modify the platform such that it gets easier and easier to become more personal mm. uh, and also uh, easily understandable yeah. from both parties yes. along the way. Yes. So that's this dream feature that I really want to include in the, in the booking form, which is live. So one of the key issues, key challenges that we have is sometimes we don't know how to pronounce the name. Oh, yes. So this dream feature, I'm telling my CTO about this, I want them to be able to record like, the pronunciation of the name. I see. So the Sanjoy can just... Yes, can play the voice clip and like, oh, uh, this is how you say that name. Yeah, because actually yes. one, one Sanjoy requested for it. Like it was for a Chinese customer yeah. and he doesn't know how to read the name in Chinese. So he, yeah. he asked the customer to record <laughs> so oh, he can yes. listen and say the name correctly. And I think this is especially important because it's not a US yes. market. It's an yes. Asian market. You have 10, yes. Yes. 10 big languages yes. in this yes. region itself. Yes. How in the world do yes. you pronounce everything? Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of cute when you when you see the Sanjoyers trying to speak in another language like maybe one or two lines. Uh, it's it's you, you can okay. So one of the keywords that our customers always use, uh, you know, when they give us their feedback, is uh, they love the sincerity. Like they feel like wow, they really just tried their best. Mm. Uh, even if the pronunciation is completely off, you feel like, okay, they tried their best. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there was actually one customer who requested me to read out a, a message in Chinese. Yeah, and so... How did that turn out? So, uh, he, he can, he, so he actually came to our office and then he got Elsie's help with the Chinese message. Yeah. So he asked Elsie to read out one line and then he repeats that line. Yeah, so the yeah. video was... Was that? Was wow, there's like so that. much effort. Yeah, yeah. it came down to it the office just to finish that video. Wow, I think it's like you're busy people. Yes. yes. So within your team, right? Uh, like you know, to make Sandra a success, are they more your know, media people, tech people, business people, or you know, a, a mix of everything? I think the answer is a mix of everything. Yeah. Uh, it's a. I think Sandra is a very multidisciplinary startup because yeah. uh, of course we have a tech team trying to build the product out. Uh, make sure it's a smooth like UX yeah. uh, but at the same time we have a team of people reaching out to uh, potential Sandroiders so they're probably very good at sales sales business development 
But at the same time, you have people who are very good at marketing because this is a very new product. A lot of market education is needed. Uh, and how do you scale that up? Mm. How do you use social media? How do you use... I mean, we have all these enjoyers joining us and they can't wait to be booked. And so how do you work with them, engage them to, like, um, you know, tell their, send, uh, tell their followers mm-hmm. that they're on Sandjoy? I think that's very important. Okay, so in summary, we're coming towards mm-hmm. the end of the interview. Is Sandjoy a fan-centric or a talent-centric platform? Or is there a better word to describe it? So... You know, I, I always think about this. Well, initially, I always thought about this. But then, like, as we went on, we realized that we're kind of neither. We are more recipient-centric. Because, like ah, I said, okay. 80% of our bookings are meant for someone else. Yes. So, how that someone else feels is very important, right? Whether, like, the, the video makes them cry, makes them laugh. Like, how do you make it happen? Do they want to see, like, a face, a familiar face? Do they want to like experience like a unique talent. Like we think a lot about that, right? So a lot of our UX design is like from that perspective. Mm. Like how would the recipient feel? Will this send joy be able to send joy to this recipient? All right. So yeah. Awesome. And what's next for send joy? We definitely want to go beyond Singapore. So for the past year, uh, we've been like, you know, uh, consolidating our business uh, in Singapore. We work with Singapore talent, uh, with the Singapore consumers. But I think now we're ready to take our model to different parts of Asia, especially. Uh, So there's Malaysia, there's Hong Kong, there's Taiwan, very exciting markets. Uh, They have a very vibrant like creator scene as well. Uh, Can't wait to get them on board as Sanjoys. Awesome. And during this before this journey, right? How did the startup SG uh, incubation with IMDA Pixel and Quest Ventures help you along the way? Yeah, so um, they were really helpful in like providing us uh, an office space and also connecting us with people in the industry. Right upstairs, yeah, <laughs> today, yes. <laughs> yes, like the different players in in the creative industry, and also um, James gave very good uh, feedback as well. Like for our startup, so we meet up with him like uh, twice uh, bi-weekly in the very beginning, and he gave very good uh, mentorship. Yeah. So one of the best pieces of advice that he gave us was quite early on, uh, and because Singapore is a pretty small market, so very quickly we ran out of quote-unquote famous people to invite. <laughs> so we spoke to him about it, and he just casually dropped this on us. He said, why don't you think about how to make your buyers your sellers ah okay, okay so that really sparked a lot of like discussions between us because we we kept thinking it was famous people on one side and people who want to engage famous you know, people and like buckets yes. yes but we're like maybe it's not two buckets it's a pool and how do you like manage that pool of creativity like an exchange but yeah. like an ecosystem where you know yes. you can be a buy one day and yes. sell the next day and we're like that's and that really helped us rethink like what Sandra really means to people. Ah, I did not think of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Sandroyers, they can also book Sandra videos themselves. Of like, course. Yeah, yeah. So we actually uh, got some of them to try out um, like and to as a user. Us, yeah, yeah, as a user. They get to discover like other Sandroyers as well. So um, yeah, it, it's more of us an ecosystem approach, I would say. I see. Yeah. So I think that's a really good advice, but what advice would each of you give to young entrepreneurs out there? 
you want to start? <laughs> like for me, I think uh, recently Elsie you mentioned this thing like um, about having a relationship with the unknown. Yeah, I think entrepreneurship is really about like the unknown because you can read all the books out there, you can like see how other people have done it, but uh, when you're in it yourself, it's like still a very scary process. So I think like uh, we all need to have like a good relationship with the unknown, like be willing to try, be willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh. I would say, uh, don't forget what makes you magical. Uh, I know it sounds really like fluff, but I think everyone has certain skills, certain experiences that really make them unique. Uh, and I think I, I, I really um, understand this more and more as I work on Sandjoy because you look at all the Sandjoyers, the successful ones are the ones who really channel like their uniqueness their creativity to make something one of a kind. Mm. And I think as entrepreneurs, like every company is going to be one of a kind. And so you really have to remember and strengthen uh, what makes you magical. Uh, and sometimes it takes a while to discover that, but once you discover that, you should really hang on to it. I see. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, where can people find out more about you guys and Sandjoy? They can head over to our website, sandjoynow.com. And they can connect with us on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you guys for watching. I think today was really insightful. Uh, finding more, finding out more about Sandjoy beyond just, you know, uh, checking out your website and, as a user, but speaking to you guys and, and going deep on the media landscape, the content creation landscape, and also the consumer behaviors of your buyers and uh, Sandjoyers on the platforms. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your time yeah. today. Thank you. Thank you Thanks, Vanessa. Vanessa. Bye. <laughs> awesome. I'm Vanessa and thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Quest Ventures, top venture capital fund in Asia, in collaboration with Pixel, the innovation hub of Infocom Media Development Authority. Follow us for more exciting episodes to come and stay in touch with us or find out more about Quest Ventures investment syndicates at questventures.com. Till next time.